evidence and answers. Have you seen a good movie lately? There are a lot of interesting ones. Drama, adventure, sci-fi. Take your pick. There really is something for everyone. But how can you use the movies to impact today's culture for Christ? Don't go away. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the arena of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In today's broadcast, tune in as Pat will be critiquing the latest in the Star Wars series. Here with part one is Pat. You're listening to Evidence and Answers, where we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ. One of the best ways to engage with the culture of today and the ideas of the culture is through the movies. Movies often tell us what ideas dominate the culture of our time. And one of the significant movie series that is out there is the Star Wars Legacy. The Star Wars series has been one of the most longest movie series spanning nearly four decades now. You know, and I'm old enough to remember in 1977, standing in long lines at theaters that went for several blocks, it was not uncommon to hear of individuals who returned to see the movie some over a dozen times. It was a remarkable phenomenon. It was a landmark kind of movie. Few movies have generated the excitement and following as this series. And through its production, special effects, cinematography, and storyline, Star Wars made a tremendous impact on the arts, setting a new standard for the movie industry. Now, not only did Star Wars make an impact in the entertainment industry, it also opened our eyes to the worldview of pantheism. Pantheism comes from the Greek word pan, meaning all, and theism, meaning God. It is the belief that all things are one in essence in the universe. In the worldview of pantheism, there does not exist a personal creator, but there is a universal, impersonal, cosmic energy that pervades throughout the universe and inhabits all things. Now, this worldview lies at the foundation of most Hindu, Buddhist, and New Age religions. This worldview was gaining popularity as Eastern ideas entered the West in the 60s, gaining public attention through celebrities such as the Beatles, and Shirley MacLaine, who embraced the teachings of the Eastern religions. Star Wars followed, and its incredible success stirred interest in the ideas of pantheism. George Lucas, the producer of the Star Wars series, the mastermind behind this great series, borrowed themes from several religions and ancient myths in creating this storyline for Star Wars. He admits that he was not introducing or promoting a particular religion in his movie. However, he wanted young people to think about spiritual issues and the big questions about life. In a Time Magazine interview, producer George Lucas stated that he created his movies to, quote, make young people think about the mystery, not to say, here's the answer. It's to say, think about this for a second. Is there a God? What does God look like? What does God sound like? What does God feel like? How do we relate to God? Just getting young people to think at that level is what I've been trying to do in the films. What eventual manifestation that takes place in terms of how they describe their God, what form their faith takes, it's not the point of the movie. Now this may be the reason Star Wars has captivated audiences for nearly four decades. It is a movie that seeks to not only tell a fascinating story, but address the big questions of life that every one of us asks. 
The Washington Post in an article states, This in large part helps to explain the enduring quality of Star Wars. It sought to take us deep into the mystery of life and existence through an imaginative and engaging story. Star Wars purposefully engaged with the full potential of storytelling in film to address a social and cinematic gap. As the enduring popularity of science fiction and fantasy film shows, there is a yearning and need for big stories to be told that deal with universal themes, good, evil, love, friendships, violence, and the transcendent. This trend stands in contrast to the relativist and postmodern tendencies of the age. Now, I believe George Lucas should be commended in his desire to inspire people to wrestle with these big issues. Lucas describes himself as a Buddhist Methodist, and Lucas presents answers to these great questions from blending pantheism with some Christian teachings. You can compare it to C.S. Lewis, who gave us a classic work of fiction in the Chronicles of Narnia. In it, he presented answers to life's questions from a theistic worldview perspective. In Star Wars, Lucas has accomplished a similar classic literary work through movie, which presents the great questions of life and answers to life's questions from mostly a pantheistic worldview. In a recent interview with the Christian Examiner, I was asked the following question. The Star Wars universe has some elements in it that make some Christian parents of children uneasy. What advice would you give parents who live in a culture that is so obsessed with Star Wars? Well, in my response, I stated that I believe that movies provide a great opportunity to learn and discuss ideas that pervade and dominate our culture today. Star Wars provides a great opportunity for parents, youth pastors, and pastors to discuss important issues such as worldviews, the problem of evil, and what happens after death. Movies can be a great learning tool if Christians are prepared and equipped in understanding how to watch and evaluate movies. Star Wars is a movie that presents the pantheist worldview and principles from the religions of Buddhism, Taoism, and the New Age. So parents need to be aware of the ideas being promoted by the movie and explain what principles are true and explain why certain teachings are false. It's a great way to teach worldview, address some of the big questions of life in a very creative way, and have a great and fun theological discussion if you're equipped and ready to engage the ideas in movies like Star Wars. So when parents and youth pastors and pastors are equipped to engage the ideas coming from movies like Star Wars, it can provide a great learning opportunity with their children. Not only young people, but Christians as well as non-Christians love discussing and talking about the movies. So if we are equipped and ready to engage the ideas coming out of the movies, they can provide great opportunities and avenues to share the gospel of Jesus Christ as we are addressing some of the big questions and issues that a movie like Star Wars brings up. Now, what are the primary differences between a biblical worldview and the Star Wars universe that parents and adults should not miss? Well, the first is the contrast of worldviews. One of the clear differences between the worldview of Star Wars and the biblical worldview is that Star Wars presents a pantheistic worldview. Remember, Pan means all, theism means God. Pantheism teaches that everything in the universe is one in essence.
Pantheism does not teach that there is a personal creator of the universe, but it teaches that the universe is indeed eternal. There is no personal creator God, but there is an impersonal force or cosmic energy that pervades the universe that is made up of all things in the universe. In other words, God is the universe and the universe is God. Pantheism is the foundation of many of the Eastern religions, such as Hinduism, many schools of Buddhism, Taoism, the New Age, and many of the animistic religions. Since God, or this all-pervading energy, is one with the universe, the universe is believed to be eternal, and all things, therefore, are dependent on one another. This worldview is revealed in the concept of the Force in Star Wars. Now, in Episode 4, which was actually the very first of the movies, in Episode 4, A New Hope, the young Luke Skywalker learns about the Force from his Jedi Master, Obi-Wan Kenobi. As they are training, and Luke is learning about the Force, and he asks about the Force, Kenobi states, The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, it binds the entire galaxy together. So in his brief statement, Kenobi is actually in a creative way presenting the pantheist worldview. Now the energy that flows through the universe resides in all things. The Jedi and their adversaries, we learn, the Sith, the dark Sith Lords, learn how to connect and use this cosmic energy to perform supernatural feats. In his training with Master Yoda, Luke attempts to lift his starfighter. As Luke matures as a Jedi Master, he goes on to further training on another planet with Master Yoda. And in his training with Master Yoda, Luke attempts to lift his starfighter jet out of the mires of the swamp using the power of the Force, but he fails. Exhausted and sitting before Yoda, he states that he's unable to lift the jet out of the mire of the swamp, to which Yoda responds, Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? And where you should not. For my ally is the Force, and a powerful ally it is. Life breeds it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings need not this crude matter. You must feel the Force around you, here, between you, me, the trees, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between land and ship. Now, the Jedi's mastering the power of the Force parallels the training of mastering the Chi, or key Force, in several forms of the Eastern martial arts and practices such as yoga and some forms of alternative medicine. Chi derives from the religion of Taoism, and the teaching of the Chi is a key part in Taoism. Now, Chi is believed to be the impersonal life energy that flows throughout the universe and pulses through the human body. By harnessing the chi in individuals, martial artists believe they can perform at higher levels of ability or can release chi power resulting in devastating effects. Through altering one's consciousness and letting go of rational thought, one can look within and tap into this energy force and do supernatural feats. Now throughout Luke's training, he is often told, let go of your conscious self and rely on your feelings. Now, some mystical forms of martial arts and alternative medicine teach the practitioner that they can perform supernatural feats when properly channeling the chi force. 
Qi is controlled through specialized breathing techniques, gymnastics, and meditation, and through altering one's consciousness. Now, in contrast to this, the Bible teaches a different kind of worldview. The Bible teaches that there is a personal creator. God is a personal being who created the universe out of nothing. God is not dependent on the universe, but is independent of the universe as the creator and sustainer of the universe. All things in the universe are not a part of God, but something that God has created, not from himself, but from nothing. God is not an impersonal force that can be mastered or manipulated, but his creatures exist to worship and serve the creator and ruler of the universe. All things in the universe are made for him and by him and bring him glory and honor and are sustained by him. Now, some Christians have mistakenly equated the force with the Holy Spirit. However, there's a big difference. The force derives its concept from the pantheistic worldview and is an impersonal energy field, while the Holy Spirit is a personal being, the third member of the Trinity. The force in Star Wars is made up of all living things in the universe, while the Holy Spirit is not contained in the universe. The Holy Spirit, being the third member of the Trinity, is an eternal being who is involved in the creation and sustaining of the universe. But he is not contained in the universe. He also exists independent of living things. In Star Wars and in pantheism, the Force can be mastered and manipulated by the Jedi who have mastered their art and can use it to accomplish their will. The Holy Spirit, being God, cannot be manipulated by those he indwells. Instead, he guides, he teaches, he empowers believers in Christ to do the will of God. Christians do not master the Holy Spirit to accomplish their will. The Holy Spirit takes control of believers in Christ to do his will, the will of the Father. So the first big key difference you can see is the contrast in worldviews. The second is in the salvation message that is presented in the story of Star Wars. Every movie presents a, quote, salvation message. There's a problem with an individual or a culture or society or mankind as a whole, and the salvation or solution to that problem is presented. The story of Star Wars centers on one figure, Anakin Skywalker, really. Anakin is identified by the Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn as the, quote, chosen one. And it can be seen that Anakin's birth was a miraculous birth. It was actually a virgin birth, and his body has a high level of metachlorines. Qui-Gon states that the chosen one, Anakin, will restore the, quote, balance of the Force. And this is the hope anticipated throughout the entire series. What does Lucas mean by this statement? Well, as we stated, George Lucas illustrates the teachings of the pantheistic worldview throughout the movie series of Star Wars. He borrows several concepts from Taoism, and the idea of restoring the balance of the force is another example. Taoism teaches that there are equal and opposing forces throughout the universe that balance one another. This is known as the yin-yang duality. Opposing forces such as positive and negative energy, light and darkness, life and death, have always been in an eternal state of opposition. Neither side has dominance over the other, but there is a balance of these opposing forces. These forces are mutually dependent, and one cannot know one apart from the other. 
Now, when these forces are not in balance, then there is disharmony. When they are in balance then, and balancing off one another, there is harmony. Taoism teaches that every individual must accept this balance and live in harmony with this balance of opposing forces. When there is an imbalance of one over the other in a person, there is disharmony in an individual's life. The same holds true for the world around us. This balance must be restored in the world as well as in the individual. Once balance is restored, harmony and peace returns to the individual, to the society, and to the world around them. Darkness, death, and evil are never defeated. They're only to be brought into balance with the opposing forces of light, life, and goodness. In Star Wars, the Force has two sides, a good and a dark side. Imbalance has occurred because one side, the dark side, has become too pervasive and must be brought into balance by the opposing force of good. The dark side is not said to be defeated permanently by the good, but balance is to be restored to the force. This is the concept George Lucas presents throughout the series. This is actually the salvation message presented in the Star Wars series. In the galaxy, where the story of Star Wars takes place, there is an imbalance in the force because the dark side has become too powerful. And it is the Jedi masters, those who have mastered the power of the force, they are the ones who bring balance to the force. And they are the ones who have a special calling upon their life to travel throughout the galaxy, restoring the balance of the force. In the Star Wars series, Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One, has gone over to the dark side of the Force because he has given in to his desires and his passions and his emotions and has become attached to people and things in the world around him. In the movie, Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One, has given himself over to the dark side of the Force because he has given in to his desires and he has become attached to things in the physical world, specifically his secret wife, Padme. And as a result, instead of bringing balance and order to the galaxy, chaos has resulted as he has turned over to the dark side and now serves the Dark Lord. Luke is trained by the remaining and surviving Jedi Master Ben Kenobi and eventually Yoda to defeat Darth Vader. However, throughout the story, as Luke engages Darth Vader in combat and discovers that Darth Vader is his true biological father, Luke develops compassion for Darth Vader and seeks not to kill Darth Vader, but turn him back to the good side of the Force. And that becomes Luke's mission that he hopes to accomplish through self-sacrifice in the Star Wars series. If Luke is successful, then balance will be restored to the galaxy. And that's the salvation message there presented in Star Wars in a very creative way. Now, in the Bible, the universe is not eternal, but was created by God from nothing. And the original creation was good. All that God created was good. However, something went seriously wrong in Genesis chapter 3 and affected the entire created order. Adam disobeyed God, and as a result of his disobedience, sin, evil, death, and suffering came into the world. They came as a result of the fall, which marred creation. 
Now, the conflict between light and darkness, life and death, good and evil, has not been an eternal struggle. And the two forces are also not equal and in a balance. The Bible teaches that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. God is the source of all that is holy, righteous, and good. God is the source of life. He is not locked in an eternal struggle with the opposing forces of darkness. One day, at His appointed time, God will not bring balance but restoration to the universe. This will occur when God judges the world, defeats evil permanently, and creates a new heaven and a new earth where sin and its effect are no longer present. Sin and its power, death and evil will be defeated once and for all. Revelation chapter 21 states this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. That is a brief glimpse of the new heaven and the new earth that is restored by God at the end of the age, the great hope of every believer in Jesus Christ. Well, those are a couple of the key differences between the world of Star Wars and the biblical worldview. As I stated once again, I think Star Wars provides a great opportunity because it provides the contrast between the pantheistic worldview and the biblical worldview and a great teaching opportunity for parents, youth pastors, and pastors to have with their young people and all people in their congregation to how to be discerning and engage the dominant ideas of our culture. Well, when we come back next time, we'll talk some more about the differences between the world of Star Wars and the biblical worldview. So we'll see you next time here on Evidence and Answers. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers radio broadcast. We hope you enjoyed Pat's show today. If you find this broadcast to be of great value, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on generous support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, you may do so right there online on the homepage of our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, including articles, additional audio, and Pat's books. Be sure to share our website with your family, friends, and your church. Evidence and Answers is grateful for our key sponsor, Highland Capital Management, providing investors with alternative investment solutions. To learn more, visit them online at hcmlp.com. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ. Right here on Evidence and Answers. Evidence.